Welcome to the Lion's Den University Report. This program brings you a behind-the-scenes look at the spiritual life on today's university and college campuses. Now here's your host, Glenn Bailey. We welcome you to this edition of the Lion's Den University Report. It is a privilege and pleasure to take our portable microphones around the country and meet a variety of people who are dedicated followers of Jesus Christ and active in our university and colleges uh, in these days, which sometimes is... Uh, can be compared to Daniel going into the lion's den, and that's why we call it the Lion's Den University Report. And uh, we're here in Tyrone, Pennsylvania today. My guest is Dr. David Irvine, and uh, he's got a variety of hats. Uh, We're going to talk to him about a couple of uh, issues that uh, he deals with. He's a professor at St. Francis University and teaches German and some other subjects, and then he's also a counselor uh, for pyramid. opioid yeah. addictions. With, for Pyramid uh, Healthcare. Pyramid Healthcare, and, uh, uh, but he's been a pastor and missionary and uh, uh, teacher in, in a variety of locations over the years. Uh, he must be getting up there like me. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dr. David Irvine, uh, welcome to our program today. Welcome. Thank you so much, Glenn, for uh, allowing me to share with your, you and your audience. Great, and uh, actually, we met at a, at a common uh, place in uh, State College, where there was a, a meeting with uh, Dr. Rob Carter, one of our previous guests, who was with Creation Ministries International, and he was speaking uh, in the State College area and at Penn State, and spoke to a, a group on at a breakfast on Saturday morning that we were mm-hmm. both at, and yep. uh, met you and found out a little bit about uh, your involvement. And uh, so, first of all, tell us about uh, your activities and how long you've been at uh, St. Francis University. Well, I started uh, St. Francis in the fall of 2007, uh, starting teaching uh, German language, history, and culture, which then has progressed into uh, teaching the uh, a course uh, that I've developed called Chemical Dependency and Substance Abuse and Addiction because of the growing uh, drug epidemic here. And so I went back to school, got a doctorate degree in substance abuse counseling, Mm -hmm. and now uh, travel around Pennsylvania and then in the university teaching uh, people about what addiction is and how it can be so devastating to the individual and to the families. Right. Okay. And uh, just to show you know how uh, diversified you are, you also said you you teach them uh, English grammar at times to international students. Yes. Uh, <laughs> every once in a while, uh, they'll call on me because I teach German language. Uh, if I can help, then teach them international students uh, the complexities of our English language. <laughs> right. All right. Which uh, definitely understand it's one of the harder languages, but. Uh, uh, your teaching of German, you spent time in Germany, didn't you, as a, as a missionary and a church planter? Uh, yep, uh, and it's an educator over there. Yes, we left the United States, my wife and I, with two young children in 1986, and we stayed there until the end of 1998, uh, and then brought three children back with us. So we had one born over there. And, right. Um yeah, we watched the whole collapse of uh, communism and the rebuilding of Europe. I have been behind the Iron Curtain multiple times. And mm. so 
quite an experience living in sure. Europe at the, uh, during those uh, years. Sure. And was, was it 1991 when the Berlin Wall came down? 19, November 9th, 1989. 89. Okay. <laughs> All right. You even have it down to the date. Good, uh, exactly. Good yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I was watching it on television over there, watching it unfold. Right. Okay. I had some pastor friends uh, involved in that protest Is that there right? in Berlin. Yes. Yeah. Great. And so... Uh, uh, and now you're here at St. Francis University, and how long have you been a professor there? Well, like I said, I, I started in the fall of uh, 2007 uh, teaching uh, German language, history, and culture. Okay. And uh, uh, in, as far as uh, your teaching responsibilities there, do you have a number of classes that you, you teach? And then you're also involved in counseling uh, as another you, aspect of your uh, activities. I, I teach... Um, Generally, two uh, classes in the fall semester in the German uh, language, and then I can teach uh, three classes, <clears throat> excuse me, in uh, the spring semester. I usually teach two in the regular university program and one in the con uh, adult continuing ed program. So I'm just an adjunct professor up there. Right. Okay. And so, working full-time, I can't do both full-time. Right. <laughs> so uh, let's go back maybe first uh, a little bit about your educational background, and then we'll talk about uh, spiritually uh, what's the background that, that led you up to where you are today. Well, I uh, went to uh, Baptist Bible College in Clark Summit, Pennsylvania, uh, where I met my wife and got my bachelor's degree in education development. Um, Went then up to Rochester, New York, and was a youth pastor and uh, minister of uh, education in our church. And we uh, had a uh, private uh, Christian academy. From there, we went over to Germany. I got a master's degree in Germany uh, in a university over there. Which university was that? Uh, I went to the uh, University of Erlangen. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and then came... We came back to the States, and I went back to Baptist Bible uh, Seminary and got a master's degree there, and then went on and got my doctorate degree out at, the, out at Evansville, Indiana, in the um, Master's International uh, Divinity School. Okay. And uh, so <laughs> you've moved around a lot, <laughs> and so uh, that's uh, challenging, I think, mostly to our children when we do those kind of things. Mm -hmm. But uh, and you have four children, is three it? children, three children. All yeah. right, and two uh, boys and a daughter and a girl. So right, all right, and uh, so then spiritually, uh, were you originally uh, raised in a Christian family and came to Christ um, uh, at my home? Or parents came to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior when I was uh, quite young, uh, around nine, ten years of age. Um, and so the er my early years, no, not at all. There's only probably on both sides of the family, there might have only been three people saved. My grandmother on my father's side and his two sisters. That was it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and then my two grandfathers uh, came to know Christ as their personal Savior, both in their 70s. So not a whole lot. My, my dad... Uh, Definitely, uh, when he came to know Jesus Christ, the radical change in his life. But my mom, uh, she died uh, several days before my 13th birthday. So okay. I'm not real sure about her salvation. Mm -hmm. I'd like to believe she accepted Christ, but don't really know. Right. Okay. And uh, so 
then when did you make a commitment of your life to Christ, and how did that come about? Well, uh, we were invited by uh, a furnace man, my sister and I, to uh, <clears throat> go to a vacation Bible school at a local church. Uh, he asked my dad if uh, we, he could, uh, the church could come by and pick us up. And it was at the Bethel Chapel of Huntington Valley. There at the end of the week, uh, I came to know Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. It was uh, through the ministry of two ventriloquists. So oftentimes okay. I joke okay. around saying a dummy led me to Christ. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, so uh, how old were you at that time? Um, about 10. Mm-hmm. Okay. So a young, younger person. And uh, we have said many times on our program that uh, – well, the Christian faith uh, meets the questions of the most highly educated people and mm-hmm. uh, it causes uh, great uh, deliberation on the aspects of our faith, yet a young child can understand the basics that uh, we have a creator God who made us and that we all have violated uh, his standards of holiness, that we all sinned, and we need forgiveness, and Jesus came to die uh, on the cross to pay for our sins. Absolutely. And to prove that he did that, he rose again. And and, uh, when we believe in him as our Savior, we're forgiven and given the right relationship with God that lasts into eternity. Yes. And so that's the message of the Lion's Den University report, Uh, and we find that people of... uh, you know, the, the highest intellectual credentials can still hold to the faith and believe the Bible and in, in Jesus Christ, the Savior, without uh, uh, having to throw away their brains or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, park their education at the door when they go to church. Absolutely. And so you found that, too. And uh, do you have uh, places at St. Francis uh, where you're able to uh, either share that you're a Christian or share aspects of your Christian faith uh, in your coursework. I know it's teaching a, lo- a separate language is not primarily a well, religious class. Yeah. But. Well, it can be because uh, German, uh, the German country, and, and has had a lot of <clears throat> Reformation. Martin Luther. Right. So if I'm teaching the language and history and culture. It's very hard to not to teach the modern culture of Germany without teaching some of the roots of the Reformation. Okay. And so same way with the history. So right. I interweave some of that through. Plus, teaching at a Christian university, um, they are more uh, willing and open to me sharing my faith. We do have the advantage as professors there to uh, lead our students in prayer to share about Christ. So I, my hands are not tied at all. They're open right. in okay. sharing my faith. Okay, so this is uh, St. Francis. St. Francis University, imply, yep, in, is in a Loretta. Catholic university, mm-hmm. and they still uh, have an obvious spiritual dimension to it. Absolutely. I have many of the uh, friars up there, uh, are dear, I consider them dear friends, and we pray together and have a good spiritual relationship together. Right. And uh, so... Uh, now, how did this, uh, you said that you got involved in this opioid crisis, and we want to talk about that on our next uh, broadcast as well, but maybe we could begin to get into that a little bit. How did you uh, first become involved uh, in that aspect of your your uh, life work and ministry? Boy, that's a journey in and of itself. Um, started over in Germany when I was uh, working during Desert Storm in the American hospital, <clears throat> helping some of the wounded soldiers coming back, integrating in with their family and just doing some counseling work there, pastoral counseling and ministry counseling and 
started seeing them uh, self-medicating for some of their issues, their PTSD and some of their war uh, injuries. And then teaching D.A.R.E. in high school okay. and watching, you know, just telling students uh, just say no to drugs mm -hmm. and seeing how ineffective that was. Um, started working more and more with people with addictions uh, in a pastoral counseling ministry as seeing people coming into our church and looking for help and not really having all the answers because you don't have a class in that in seminary. <laughs> right, sure. For the most part. Mm -hmm. um, and so it, I started just really feeling drawn to this crowd, this group of people who were shunned a lot a lot of times by the church because of their criminal activities and um, their non, put it in terms of Jesus, the uh, publicans and the sinners. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, just their lifestyle, their uh, what addiction takes them down that path. They weren't very welcomed in a lot of our churches, mm. uh, at least not with the open loving arms. Right. Okay. So got more and more into that ministry and found that that's an, an open door, that these people are spiritually hung, hungry and spiritually searching for answers that drugs are not giving them. I see. Right. And so uh, as you've gotten into this, you've seen some success then in terms of counseling and, and seeing people mm -hmm. come out of those problem lifestyles. Absolutely. There are, to my knowledge right now, there are four men that I have uh, that sat across from my desk that are uh, in the pastoral ministry now. Happy to have as my guest for this edition, and we're going to continue our conversation on our next program. Uh, Reverend Dr. David Irvine, a professor at St. Francis University, and uh, we're talking about the opioid crisis, and we'll continue that uh, discussion next time on the Lion's Den University Report. You have been listening to the Lion's Den University Report. If you would like more information about the Christian life or would like to contact the Lion's Den or one of the guests, please write us at the Lion's Den, Post Office Box 226, Mifflinburg, Pennsylvania, 17844 or email ltcldur at yahoo.com.